This episode is brought to you by my book, Be Left Behind. Discover Bitcoin and cryptocurrency before your grandmother beats you to it. Available on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. I know it sounds kind of cheeky, but if you're honestly interested in getting started in the Bitcoin cryptocurrency world and don't know where to start, this is the perfect book to start. As one of our Amazon reviewers just said, this book is the easiest way around to get quick education in crypto. Written in a breezy, easy to comprehend style, it's a must read to those new to the space. And of course, I perfectly uh, agree with all of those things. Uh, available again on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. If you're also interested in getting more details, you can contact me directly. Also, my co-author and I are doing a weekly chat on Clubhouse. So just find me on Clubhouse and we'll talk all about Bitcoin every single week. This episode is brought to you by MeetFox.com. MeetFox is the simplest solution to interact with your clients online and to monetize your online meetings. It's very easy to use. I've been taking advantage of it recently. It has a fully web-based system, no tech skills required. You can schedule all of your meetings through one simple click. It's linked to your calendar. Use their online system for your meetings. Get instant payments, automatic invoicing. Truly simple, easy to use. That's meetfox.com. If you use the promo code YURI at checkout, you will receive two months to test out all of their programs absolutely free. And if you want to hear more about what MeFox is all about, check out episode 202, where I interview the co-founder about why they started this wonderful company. Again, that's meetfox.com. Use the promo code YURI at checkout to receive two months absolutely free. Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yorika Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. Every week I sit down with creative entrepreneurs to discuss the who, what, where, when, and why of their journeys. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or transition to a new career, you've come to the right place. As always, please remember to like, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Christina Flack, celebrity makeup artist and founder slash CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. There it is, Christina. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Thanks for having me on today. I'm doing well, despite my uh, apparently tongue twister issues earlier, <laughs> but uh, but doing well. It's it's lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Of course. It's, it's my pleasure. So um, it being 2020 right now, how are things in your neck of the woods? Well, they're actually, you know, they're pretty good. I'm I've had a good 2020 considering all the insanity that's gone on, but I've, it's definitely been a, a choice um, to make it be a positive experience as opposed to it being doom and gloom in the end of the world. So I've chosen to focus on things that I didn't have time to do before and pretty much just stay on my usual routine of waking up at the same time, working out, eating the same, and just making the best of, of the lemons that have been tossed in all our laps and make lemonade, very sweet lemonade. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I love it. All right. So for my listeners who are less familiar with you and what you do, how do you describe yourself and what you do? 
Well, I am a celebrity makeup artist. Um, my agents are in the United States and Mexico, and I um, also am the founder um, and creator of Pretty Girl Makeup and CEO. So, and I'm a mother. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also a widow, and I'm also um, a sepsis awareness advocate, and um, evidently a grief expert. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> because of things that have happened in my life. So I try to speak yeah. about um, grieving in a positive way um, because it's such a weird thing and people think it's never going to happen to them. And it's not an if, it's a when. Mm -hmm. It happens to everybody. And so um, I try to just, you know, have a, you know, I have children. My husband passed away. I was married to Ken Flack. He was a professional tennis player, um, mm -hmm. an amazing person. And, you know, I have children I have children. And so it's really important that it, you know, I have to keep my head on straight and I have to, I have a business, mm -hmm. you know, I have a, you know, a business partner an investor. So I can't lose my wits. I have to stay focused. I have to stay on track. And, you know, I want my kids to have a healthy, happy life. And if I'm not having that experience, then, you know, how are they going to? So. Yeah, well, that's wow. That's that's wonderful. It's there's a, a lot you do, and it sounds like some of those are out of necessity. But um, overall, though, it's wonderful. So let's actually, I want to talk about each of those. But let's start with okay. let's start with your your journey to be a, a celebrity makeup artist first. So okay. what initially made you want to get involved and be a professional makeup artist, and what was that journey like? It's so funny. I, I never expected to be a makeup artist, but I remember my mother um, um, had got had brain cancer when I was young and she was very beautiful. And then one night she and my dad were going out to dinner and I was like, mommy, let me let me do your makeup for you. And, you know, she had lost her hair and her skin was blotchy. And so I put makeup on her and it was like transformed her into looking like her normal self. And it was so amazing besides it being the visual transformation, but how she felt. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting being a makeup artist. A lot of it is obviously I have artistic talent to make people look beautiful, but I also feel like my real gift is to make people feel good and feel happy and positive after their time with me. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if I get, you know, a client, a, a celebrity or an athlete or, you know, a singer, whoever, a model in my chair, I have to, within about five seconds, figure out if they want to talk, if they want to listen, or if they want silence. Because it's super important for when they leave my chair and get in front of the camera that they need to be in a good, positive mood. Yeah. And it just depends on, on the on who's in the chair you know some people it's a real blessing when, when they want to talk because I get that like hour with them to be Oprah or be you and and say you know ask them questions that you know I, it's not normal that I have Condoleezza Rice or you know Lars Ulrich or you know Hillary Swank in my chair so if I have them it's fun to have that time to chat with them and and find out about their life and stuff so that's been really a, a fun part of my job um, yeah. I really enjoy that. Oh, great. How did you, so from your, for the, for the initial days of, again, of, of you being interested in this and then to what you're doing now, how did some of those early wins happen? Like, how did you get your first celebrity client and then Okay, okay, good client? question. So, you know, I, besides, after I doing my mom, I just felt like that made me feel really good to, to do that for her. And then I would do my friends and myself. I would, you know, anytime anyone needed their makeup done, they would come to me. Um, 
and, and then I started doing some weddings and then, you know, someone I knew had a company and I did the makeup for that. And then it just little by little. And then it really happened when I started my makeup company, pretty girl. Um, I was always putting, I, I drink a ton of water and every time I would drink water, the lip gloss would go away. So I thought, you know, I'm going to invent a lip gloss that stays on through the water drinking. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, worked with a chemist and we formulated, you know, the texture and then the colors, which it took a lot longer than I expected. I thought it was going to be like, you know, two days and it would be in stores next week and, yeah. you know, it'd be super successful. It's, not that. Um, it took almost a year working with the chemist, going back and forth, um, trying it out on my friends, trying it out on myself, and then sending back notes to the chemist of little tweaks I wanted in the formulation. And then once we got the formulation sorted out, um, you know, I'm self-funded. Mm-hmm. I've been paying for my company all, I didn't have any loans. I have no debt. I did everything on my own. And so, you know, I only had a certain amount of money to create a certain amount of colors and I wanted it to, I wanted the lip gloss to look good on all my friends. Um, you know, I have friends that are different, all different shades that are mm-hmm. light, dark and everything in between. So, um, I feel like I, I was able to create, you know, my glosses, um, to look good on everyone. So that's been, it's been super fun. And then after that, I got a publicist and then, you know, I got an agent and it just kind of, it just kind of happened. It evolved, you know, little by little. Um, so it's, it's been really, really fun. I get to work with people from Food Network, you know, Fox, you know, it, it's, it's really amazing. And when I look back at all the people that I've been able to work with, you know, to work with Gucci and Louis Vuitton and, you know, gold medalists and, and, and musicians, it's so much fun. It really is a great job. It's stressful too. I mean, it's not all glamour. You know, you're on your feet for 12 hours. Um, Sometimes people are in a bad mood or they're stressed out and it's a lot of pressure, especially in the fashion side of it. Um, You know, when we're doing a photo shoot with a lot of different wardrobe changes and, you know, you've got to keep the makeup looking perfect and fresh and the model good. And so it, it is a stressful job as well. It's not always fun and glamour. That's for sure. There's like five minutes of the day is fun and glamour, but the rest <laughs> is hard work, but I, I really enjoy it a lot. Yeah. So it makes it very um, worthwhile to me. Excellent. Is there, so in the, in the interest, industry that you're in, does it like, are you focused on particular areas? Like, do you, are you a specialist in, you know, celebrity makeup or fashion or in some of the, like say the food network television types of things, or is it better to be a a generalist in your experience? I think I like what my little niche is, is that I make people look like the best versions of themselves without looking overly made up. So if you look at my portfolio, everyone looks like they have really flawless skin and big bright eyes and and just it's a clean look so i'm kind of known for making people look just fresh and pretty and not overdone so that's kind of my niche and why i i'm able to do television and fashion so you know when you get an agent you're just so grateful whatever they book you you don't i I mean they my agents will call and i just say yes and 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 they're like you don't even know what we want i'm like it doesn't matter yes i will do it Oh, wonderful. I bet they love that, that you just say yes. 
Well, they also know that I have a lot of children and I was married to someone famous. So I'm, I can handle difficult. I have to handle teenagers and a husband and, you know, all that. So I can, yeah. you know, difficult celebrities is like, oh, whoop-de-doo, you're nothing. <laughs> so let's, so let's talk about your, your company. So you mentioned a little bit about Pretty Girl Makeup and why you started it. I'm, I'm curious now. So Beyond the say the the lip gloss, how did you how do you decide when to add in new lines of makeup, and how has your makeup company evolved since the initial you know lip gloss product lines you talked about in the very beginning? So I started my company in '99, and it's kind of changed over the years. I brought in spa products and candles and you know lip pumpers and and you know eyeshadows and blush and all these different things, and then like you know I'll change it and see how that works for a while, and then we'll change it. Um, right now, I'm focused on lips right now. And then um, in the coming year, um, I am really blessed that I've got some investors that are coming in and that I'm going to be able to expand my line at a, at a really high level, which is super exciting. Um, and I'm going to be adding CBD to a lot of products because it's so good for the body and skin. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. We're going to come out with a hair care line. And, and expanding the makeup line. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting time for me. I didn't, it, you know, it's so interesting how things happen. You don't, I, I really didn't think that, that I was going to have this opportunity and I'm so grateful that, um, to have it. Oh, good. Has, has 2020 then shaped or affected your, your makeup company in any way? And are you making, let's say, and uh, changes to 2021? Um, this year, I, you know, I brought on a business partner, uh, Jordan Black is my business partner and he's come in and he owned a, it's interesting. He had hired me. He's a, he owns a, he's a CEO of a production company. Mm -hmm. So he had hired me as a makeup artist. And then during COVID, uh, he had called me and said, Hey, your website's ass. Um, I'm going <laughs> to fix it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So he did. And then we just kind of thought like, you know, we get along really well. Like we should go into business together because, you know, it's so expensive having, you know, part of the difficult part of owning a company, especially a makeup company, because you're competing with the Kylie Jenners of the world that have like an endless supply of money is, is, you know, shooting commercials, shooting video, shooting photographs. It's, it's, that's what kills you. Mm -hmm. So it was so great to, br to bring on a partner that actually brings that to the table that, that's a, no longer a cost. It's no longer a factor. So that's really fantastic. So um, that's changed for me. Um, and, and just, you know, change, you know, it's so interesting how social media and influencers has, have really taken over from when I began. Mm -hmm. When I started um, and I had my publicist, it was all it was were celebrities, publicists, and beauty editors and the celebrity. That was it. Like, that's all you dealt with. And stylists. And now you've got, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you've got influencers, you've got all these different things. And, and, and the magazines aren't quite as important as they used to be, which is really sad. But so you have to kind of change with whatever's happening, you know, with, you know, the way life is. I mean, I feel like, you know, there, life's a wave and you kind of have to learn to ride it. And it's the same like within business, you know, things are going to change and you have to figure out how to, you know, move with it. 
you know, if there, you know, some like, for example, the CBD has really, uh, you know, ingredient has become very important. Um, and so you need to start incorporating different things. So you just need to be open and flexible and not be rigid uh, with anything, I think, in life. And it just makes the whole experience a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it's, there's, there's been a few changes, but they're all all for the good. Are there are there things particularly you're excited about in 2021 with your your makeup company and some new things you're 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 changing and tweaking that are are now possible because of of what you've learned? Yes, I think you know being able to you know get a team together that can be a really great foundation for me to do what I'm really good at, and mm-hmm. which is creating you know new products and formulating them. Um, I think it's just important to being a CEO, you have to learn, you can't do everything. You're not good at everything. And you know, you need to, you have to be smart enough and open enough to figure out, okay, what's lacking on my team and who is, you know, the best at that and who will fit in and be able to work together. And so that's, you know, something that, you know, I I had started my company in my home and, I shipped everything out. I did, you know, and, and little by little it grew to like, you know, it goes to Amazon. They have, you know, we have fulfillment things now, which I didn't have before. So, you know, it, you start growing. It's like a child. Like it, my, my, my little girl, pretty girl is growing up and she's like a, a, a you know, a real company now. And, and that, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Yeah. So as, as the company has grown and you've grown as a CEO, where did a lot of your training from that come from? Is it just something you've learned on the job and adapted? Were there books you were reading or, or mentors you had along the way that helped you, you know, move along? You know, it's, that's a really good question. I, you know, there's, you're not handed a CEO handbook when you start a company, you start a company and you, you do one little step, which leads to the next little step and it just kind of keeps evolving. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, st- and because it, it's interesting, I'm in a, a little different um, spot doing what I do as a makeup artist and not just a CEO, because I speak with other, I work with other CEOs, you know, I work with Kara Golden. She's a CEO of Hint Water uh, and Tyler Florence, Bobby Flay. These are all people that have started that are CEOs as well. And so it's really great to be able to speak with them about their experiences and what they're doing. And it really does help me. I remember Tyler Florence said to me once, he asked how my company was doing and he's a celebrity chef on the Food Network. And and I just said, oh my gosh, like it's so much more. Everything is more, it costs more, it takes long, it's everything. And he said, listen, if ever anyone knew how hard it was to do this, no one would do anything right? It's almost, it's ignorance is bliss because, you know, you get so far and you're like, well, I got to keep going. I can't just stop. Right. Right. So, and you know, like with Kara Golden, for example, um, you know, she started her company and I hear her speaking a lot about, you know, she had, a, you know, she had gained weight and she was trying to get healthier and she couldn't find water that had flavor without preservatives. Mm-hmm. So she created her own and it's the exact same thing with my company. I couldn't find a lip gloss I like, so I invented my own. And so I also felt that, you know, the makeup industry, you know, and I realize it's an industry, but I just feel that you shouldn't be just selling things to sell things. There really needs to be a need. I don't think that women need 19,000 products. I like to condense it into things that they do need. And, and my line, I want it to be, I don't want it to be so big, full of so much useless stuff. I really want everything to be 
obviously lucrative and make a lot of money, right. but I, I also want it to be like products that, that, that you can, that, you know, that you can fit in your makeup kit, in your makeup bag, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So tell me about your, how you got, got involved with Soap Digest and um, your then take as a fashion commentator there. Yes. So that was really interesting. My publicist, Yvette Masterson, um, called me one day and said, oh, you're going to love this. I got you. You're going to be a, a, a writer on this in this weekly magazine. I'm like, are you off your rocker? I can't write. You know, like, who, who am I to like judge anyone's fashion sense, right? And she's like, you can do it. You can do it. So I started doing, you know, they would, the editors, my editor, Stephanie in New York would send me pictures of celebrities. And I, you know, at first I would write way too much. And she's like, okay, just think of something witty and clever in two sentences. And, and so I'm like, oh, so that's been a really interesting, I've been doing that for like over 10 years, mm -hmm. um, you know, being a celebrity basher. And, and, you know, I try not to be mean, but sometimes I just am truthful. And for one time, um, an actress, Sharon Case um, from Young and the Restless, uh, had called me and we had sent her product as well, but she called me and said, Hey, uh, this is Sharon case from young and the restless. And I'm thinking, I always would make a joke to my friends. Like if anyone ever calls me that I like am saying things like I'm going to be mortified. Right. And then I would always make jokes. Like if, if people could only see how I like drive my kids to school in a baseball hat and Uggs and, you know, pajama bottoms, you know, they'd be really like, who are you to say anything? But anyway, Sharon Case called and said, hi, um, you know, I, 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 read about, I, I read what you wrote about me and I'm like, oh dear Lord, please tell me it wasn't me. <laughs> and she's like, no, it wasn't, it was great. Um, I, I love your, your lip gloss and could you send me more? And I'm like, well, perfect. I can't insult you and then not and charge you. So I sent her a bunch <laughs> of stuff and we became friends. And so that was, that was really funny. Yeah, wonderful. So, um, so you talked about this a little bit in the beginning. On the more serious side of what you do, would you mind telling me more about your work as a, a sepsis awareness advocate? Of course. Um, so, my husband Ken Flack um, got uh, bronchitis, which turned into pneumonia, and we had called our um, healthcare provider at the time was Kaiser Permanente here in California. And their protocol is you call in and you speak to an advice nurse and then they determine whether you're going to be seen or they are going to just do, a, the doctor will call and prescribe something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my husband had said, like, I've never felt worse. I feel like I have glass in my chest. He had like orangey, mucusy yuck coming out of him. It was like blood kind of, it was awful. So anyway, they... The doctor called and gave him cough medicine with codeine and an inhaler and no antibiotic, even though he was clearly had infection going on. So when you have infection going on and you're given cough medicine with codeine, you know, one would think like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep and feel amazing. Well, the problem is if you do have this infection brewing in your body, uh, the cough medicine with codeine suppresses your breathing to the point where an infection will just grow like a wildfire. So when my husband had, I, I got him the cough medicine with codeine and the inhaler and literally within 12 hours, he was on life support. And so when I got him to the hospital, he was spitting up blood. He was having a hard time breathing. 
and they told me that he was going to, um, they were going to intubate him and just clear out his lungs, which to me sounded great. Well, they didn't tell me it was life support, okay. which is a little infuriating. So my husband once, and I told him, I'm like, sweetie, you know, they're going to put you under, clear out your lungs. You're going to feel better. We'll go home. You can watch Golf Channel. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. Well, everything wasn't great. Um, so that was on a Wednesday. So Thursday, I took him in to the hospital. Um, his organs started shutting down immediately because Kaiser, uh, Kaiser, uh, is sepsis is an infection of the blood. Hmm. And once it gets into your bloodstream, it, it attacks all your vital organs and they just shut down. And it hmm. just so you realize the time frame. So that was Thursday that he was on life support. By Monday, I took, I took him off life support because all his organs had shut down. His arms and legs uh, started turning black. And when I brought in a specialist to figure out like when that would get better, they said, well, if he gets better, um, we'd have to amputate everything. And I'm like, wow. Okay. We're not doing that. And like, I have to, he's not going to get better. So sadly we took him off life support, but anyway, the sepsis Alliance after he passed um, call, contacted me and asked if I'd be willing to raise, you know, using my husband's name um, and his celebrity to be able to, you know, raise awareness for, for the illness because people don't know. Of, I mean, I had no, Ken and I had no idea about sepsis um, when he got sick. So I said, you know, yes, absolutely. I would be happy to do that. And it's kind of been part of my grieving process, trying to help others not feel what I feel and my children are going through. Um, the world lost an extraordinary human and I, I don't want anyone else to. So it feels really great when I get emails and calls from people telling me that they hear an interview like this and, you know, they went to the sepsis Alliance, sepsis.org website. If you want to see, um, read more about it, a quarter million people die of it a year. Um, so the, the symptoms, you know, there's a, a, there's a little timetable on there called time and T is for temperature. You could either be incredibly warm or incredibly cold. I is for infection in some part of your body. Um, M is for mental decline. It's just kind of hard to rouse them and get them up. They're just a little confused. And E is for excruciating pain. Um, you are in excruciating, you feel like you're dying because you are. But if it's a very simple blood test that you can get to determine whether you're septic and if they can catch it in time um they put you on a, an antibiotic um iv and 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 you can survive it's very treatable if you know you find out about it in time so i've been really um doing a lot of of public speaking about that and um it's been great the tennis community has you know been very supportive of of me and and what i'm doing and mm -hmm. they started a ken flack uh, celebrity golf tournament for the ATP, uh, the tenant and down at Indian Wells. So that was really, really great. So that's what I've been doing with that. Yeah. Wow. So, so thank you for, for sharing that information and sharing your story. I, I can't even imagine how difficult that must have been to make those decisions and go through that. Um, and it's, I think it's absolutely wonderful that you've been able to, you know, turn that into a positive now and do something wonderful in your husband's honor. So thank you for that. Um, I, so I'm curious in, in moments in your life where you were, you know, you know, starting the company or, or making difficult decisions and changing, you know, your trajectory on things, 
how you approach times when you're fearful and how you're able to overcome that moment and move past it. You know, I, I've kind of learned over the last few years that, you know, the universe always takes care of you and you just have to have faith and know that everything's going to turn out. Um, Failure is not an option to me. I just, I'm pretty relentless and I, um, I, I just know that everything's going to work out. I just have to, I have to have that mentality. Otherwise there's no way, I don't think you can become successful if you are constantly in doubt or, you know, I feel that if you tell the universe you want to succeed and you want things, it will help you. But if, if you're crystal clear and I am very clear on, on my goals and my ambition and, um, what I'm doing. So, but that, let me tell you, there are definitely uh, moments, hours, days where I'm like, Oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. This is awful. And then I'm like, okay, get your head on straight, stay focused and it's all going to work out. And it, and it usually does. It always does. It always does. <laughs> That's wonderful. I, I, I love your positive attitude. That's it's so refreshing to hear that, especially oh. now when there's a lot of negativity happening in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's, I've been uh, definitely monitoring the amount of uh, news that I watch. I just think, you know, I think our brains are incredibly powerful, mm -hmm. but fragile. And I think hearing constant negativity or, or you know, hearing that, oh, you're going to get the disease, you're going to get the disease, you're going to die, you're going to die. Well, your brain thinks that's what you want it to do. And that's what it's going to do. Yeah. So I um, am very much conscious of, of monitoring that type of thing. Yeah. Are there other things you do to, you know, maintain your energy and maintain your, your positivity? Is it, you know, diet, exercise, or what, what other, do, what things do you do? Oh, besides? you're opening a can of worms, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I wake up every morning and have water and a splash of Bragg's apple cider vinegar. I drink uh, green juice. I drink a lot of water. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I don't do drugs. Um, I do meditations every day. I do some form of exercise. I uh, go to yoga. Today I went to Pilates. I hike. I have a horse, so I ride my horse. I think it's really important to do things that make you happy and joyful. Um, I love to cook. I love to entertain. I like to see my friends. Um, you know, I I think being happy is really helpful in staying focused on my on what keeps me driven. Um, and I think setting goals and yeah, that's pretty much it. And staying positive, you know, I just know that everything is going to work out and I just stay in my lane and, and, and do it. And, yeah. you know, I'm, and, and I'm grateful. That's another thing. I never, um, I read a really great book called into the magic shop and it was about a boy who became a neuro, a neurosurgeon, but you know, he, he, he manifested everything he wanted in his life. He wanted to be a doctor. He wanted to be wealthy and he wanted all these successes. Well, the one thing that he stopped doing was being grateful and then he lost it all. Then he had to start all over. So I, I'm very grateful for everything in my life, for my health, my children, um, my home. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have this time with you. I, you know, I really tried everything that, um, that I do in life. I really try to be grateful for because when you're grateful, it just, it makes everything better. You just appreciate every little thing. I appreciate having fresh water and fresh air and being able to work out of my house. I mean, if you can always be grateful for everything, it's just amazing how different you see the world and how different the world receives you, you know? Yeah. So 
with everything that you have done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received? The best advice I've ever received. Mm -hmm. I think just having a goal, um, you know, being, oh, being kind, treating yourself the way you treat others. I think we're oftentimes kind to others and, and, and brutal on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think my best advice would be treat yourself the way you treat your friends. Wonderful. Well, Christina, thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with of me. Of course. Thank you for having so me. I really it. appreciate it. Thank you. It was so nice. Have a great day. Of course. Wait, wait, before, before you go though, before I yes. let you go, how yes. can the listeners uh, buy your makeup, get in touch with you, potentially hire you for your makeup design? Like where are the best places they can go to do that? Okay. Well, you can go to prettygirlmakeup.com to buy my products. Um, and if you want to see my portfolio, uh, christinaflack.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, um, Christina Flack Makeup and Pretty Girl Makeup, P-R-E-T-T-Y-G-I-R-L-M-K-U-P on Instagram. Um, and if you want to send me an email, it's Christina at prettygirlmakeup.com. Wonderful. Wonderful. I will put all of those in the, in the show notes. And now, great. thank you so much. Now thank I will let you. you go. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Black Bones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.